Welcome to Kingdom.Think. Today is going to be Genesis 45, 46, Psalms 23, and Matthew 23. I hope you're enjoying this process because Kingdom.Think is here specifically to grow in your identity in the kingdom as royalty. And um, a little bit at a time, just like just bite-sized pieces every single day will absolutely cause transformation by the end of the year. I guarantee it. So today we're going to cover Genesis 45 and 46. You know, every good story has this crescendo where something just like the happy ending or the just the climactic crescendo. And that's what this is right here, where Joseph, it says in verse one, then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants. And he cried out, have everyone have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified in his presence. So they were in absolute shock. It was a dramatic moment. He grabbed his younger brother, Benjamin, and just cried. And they cried and he cried with his brothers and they talked. Um, I could imagine they just had long conversations and Joseph had no bitterness. I'm sure the brothers had so much shame and were still in shock, but Joseph just kept reassuring them, don't, don't have guilt. Don't quarrel amongst each other when you leave. Um, He even said verse nine. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God, he made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. So there was definitely a bigger plan in this whole process. And it's just such an awesome story. Okay, so here we go. Um, then we go to chapter 46. So then they said, go get my father and bring all your wives and children and, and belongings and come and live in this land of Egypt. And I will take care of you. We can live together. And so they all went and they went to go tell Jacob the story. Of course, I could imagine not only were they ashamed to tell him the story because they had to tell him, well, we actually sold him. Ugh, how dreadful. And um, But Jacob was just in disbelief, so much disbelief and shock that God actually came to him in a dream. And he said, I am, I am God, the God of your father. He said, do not be afraid to go down to Egypt and I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hands will close your eyes. How amazing and refreshing. So then the end of chapter 26, uh, 46, we go into who went, you know, Reuben and his household, Simeon and his household, Levi, Judah and his, Iskar, Zebulun, Gad, Bariah, Benjamin, everybody's clan is listed in ver- chapter 46. And then Joseph, once Israel, Jacob, Israel, saw Joseph, because remember his name was changed to Israel. So once he saw him, he said, now I'm ready to die since I have seen your seen for myself that you were still alive. Um, okay, so then he hadn't died yet. He just was saying, now I can die. Um, then he said, okay, I'm going to have you guys meet Pharaoh. And when you go speak to Pharaoh and he asks you, what is, let's see, my brother and my household who were living in the land of Canaan, uh, the men are, the men are shepherds. They tend livestock. Okay. So it's telling us that they're shepherds, but basically Joseph says when, 
When he asks you what your occupation is, you should answer, your servants have tended livestock from your from our boyhood on, just as our fathers did. Then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen. Interesting. Did he not want to say the word shepherds? I don't know, but he specified that. So there we go. Chapter 45 and 46. Moving on to Psalms 23, the classic, the classic passage in Psalms. So I'm going to read the whole thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest, darkest of valleys, I will feel, fear no evil for you are with me. My, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that beautiful? Classic. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. Moving down to Matthew 23. Again, I'm just hoping and praying that all of you guys could go back to the Bible and read these passages for yourself um, and just let it soak into your soul, even though I'm pretty much giving you a summary. Um, okay, Matthew 23. In the first part of chapter 23, it is a warning of hypocrisy. Basically, it's funny, this whole chapter, Jesus is like going off on the Pharisees. Like, let me just show you. Um, he basically talks about everything that the Pharisees do. Okay, so here we go, chapter, verse 5. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to be called rabbi by others. So he's basically saying all they want is to be showy, showy, showy. Don't be a hypocrite like them. They tie up. Um, yes, they're just hypocrites. They just like to be showing on the outside and not being humble on the inside because the greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. That is verse 11 of chapter 23. Okay, moving on the second half of chapter 23, the seven woes on the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. This is when Jesus goes off on the Pharisees. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, no, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. That's one woe. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. Yee. Woe to you, blind guides. You say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools. Which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? Um, moving down, round up. Woe, okay, now I'm on verse 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat 
but swallow a camel. Oh, that is so good. Oh, he's such a sassy pants. Okay, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. <laughs> okay, uh, moving down to, let's see, I think we are at verse 25. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dishes, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dishes, then the outside will also be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. <laughs> whitewashed tombs. That's where the word whitewashed comes from, by the way, in case you're wondering. <laughs> okay, whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You built tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we have lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on the earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Bekriah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I tell you all this, truly I tell you, all this will come on this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your household is left to, to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. (laughs) Isn't that wild? Sassy pants Jesus. He was like calling them out, not holding back. Wow. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Matthew 23. 